0: does have it all all of our pre-owned vehicles are hubler q certified which include a 128 point vehicle inspection a free carfax vehicle history report and two warranties a two-year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day 1,000 mile comprehensive warranty visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com yeah i like this beautiful morning here in indy should be doing the show outside out on the deck Glorious. Uh, how about that? It's fantastic. Uh, well- Wake up call, thank you for waking up with us. We got you to ten o'clock coming up in about an hour. Bob Kravitz joins us here on the program. Uh, before we do a deep dive into JT, uh, Mark has this sound from Chicago. Uh, I want to get to that as well. They did tease us a little bit with college football on Saturday. Now, starting on Thursday, we're gonna have football like it's you know, we're gonna have football like every day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then of course the NFL kicks in. So what? We're gonna go to mid February, KB to where we are going to have footballs on? We're football on Sunday. Can I be Let's happy go. Can I be happy about Notre Dame or because it's Navy I'm not allowed to be? Uh, you can be happy. It's fine. I have no problem with you being happy. A win's know. a win. Yeah. I mean, it. Vegas had a, what, 20 and a half and they yeah. won by yeah, they, they, 39? They, they covered easily. Navy with that very sad field goal in the
1: fourth Oh, court. that's sad.
0: Is there anything sadder than the
1: less than five minutes to go in the game and you kick a field goal to avoid the shutout? Oh. Just one penalty for the whole game for the Irish. They scored touchdowns on their first five drives. So, just from an operational week one new offensive coordinator, new quarterback standpoint, I I was...
0: I was pleased. How not... drunk was that crowd? It had to be thick. It, it was rocking. That place to... was rocking. Oh, you're damn right it was rocking. People are having a good time. Guinness was flowing there. <laughs> Absolutely. In
1: Dublin. Joe uh,
0: Montana just walking the sidelines. He was,
1: yeah. He had a big old Guinness deal see, going got there. he an extra Super Bowl ring. Did you see that? No. The Chiron, they yeah, threw the Chiron, a f- f- five-time
0: Super Bowl champion. He's still oh. Steve Young somewhere along the line. If I say Joe Montana, do you guys know what that is? Every time I hear Joe Montana, Joe Montana, no. Waterboy, come on, Waterboy, Waterboy. yes, Gosh. Waterboy reference at 7.30. I should have known that. That's you on should me. have. Yeah, we failed. It's okay. Uh, so Mark can play this sound here, and obviously the big news over the next several hours, uh, if Tuesday really is the deadline, what is going to happen with Jonathan Taylor in one of those teams we've been talking about. The Chicago Bears. So what? You want me to intro it? Adam Schefter was on with ESPN radio there and talked about the Bears and Taylor and just Taylor. Will he be traded? Go ahead. They're not in on Jonathan Taylor. They're not in. They're not in. Definitely. Definitely. What can you tell us about Jonathan Taylor? They're not in. (laughs) 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 Who is? Well, you know, there are a lot of teams that would like to be, and I'm sure even the Bears would be interested in being, but you gotta pay the Colts and you gotta pay the player. Mm So all I'm telling you is the Bears won't be trading for Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if anybody will. Um, It's a lot to give up for any one player. That'll be, I think, probably the big situation by Tuesday. There may be some other things that happen. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of little trades. The question is, is there a big trade? Mm. And is there a Jonathan Taylor trade? And my guess would be probably not, but... Mm. These teams are going through their rosters, and we'll see if there's a team that decides to step up here in the next two days to make it happen. It could happen. I, my guess would be it doesn't because there's a lot that's involved in it, but it could, but the Bears won't be trading for Jonathan Taylor.
1: Hmm. That's a slight change in his tone from last week, Andy. You know, I thought last week he was a little bit more on a trade would get done. Obviously the bear stance is very mm-hmm. aggressive and and he clearly makes his point there. You mentioned
0: in the opener, you think there's another team that we should be talking about with Taylor. Yeah. I mean, listen, we've the majority, you would say probably 75% of the conversation has been around Miami. Mm -hmm. That's probably fair. And there's been a little bit of Denver you've brought up and there's been Chicago. I brought that up last, maybe our first show together. Maybe it was last Monday. We talked about the bears last Monday or Tuesday. I'm not saying this because listen, I'm a hater when it comes to this team, but the Dallas Cowboys should be the team. Uh, I mean, I know they have CeeDee Lamb. They have a contract out there. I know they have Micah Parsons, but they don't have the running backs to win the Super Bowl. Settle down. So you are not a Tony Pollard guy. I mean, listen, I'm a Tony Pollard guy, but I just think, uh, I think Tony Pollard is Deuce a Vaughn. Two. Well, and listen, Deuce Vaughn, that's a nice story. His dad called him in, what is it, the sixth round or whatever it was, and everyone in the room is crying and everything else. That dude's like, he's a change of pace. He's a special teams guy. He's, uh, he's right now a poor man. Darren Sproles. The Cowboys have 21 and change in salary cap. Jerry Jones is is chasing a championship, and I know they have guys, big-time players, that they want to pay right now, but they don't know what their quarterback situation is. You don't give up a fourth-rounder to go get Trey Lance. Am I wrong there? Because Dak Prescott has been a'ight. Dak Prescott has had issues, turnover issues, injury issues. How much is he going to cost in the future? like I don't think the Cowboys are settled at quarterback but if you are settled this year to me the the Cowboys are the team they're ch- you know they're 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 in a good division quite frankly they're chasing the Eagles in that division we saw that last year I would pick Philly to be better than them I think my Giants have closed the gap perhaps a little bit they are just the type of team that needs to get over the hump KB they're just the type of team that is absolutely in a win now that is absolutely changing Facing with a fanatic owner, uh, to me, and, and they have the and they have the draft picks. Like, to me, and they got the money. And they just, they got the money. To me, we've talked about Miami. It still may be Miami if it happens. Uh, but I don't understand why the Cowboys aren't talked about even more so with what they have to go after them. That's my team.
1: Yeah, it's weird. The whole cap situation with them, you know, obviously they had an extension from Malik Hooker and the deal for Trayvon Diggs. We saw the Zach Martin holdout. How that played out, Again, I'm not going to act like what Jerry Jones said is 100% gospel, but they asked him pretty directly last week about it. Oh, yeah, and, I know. know. He, and he downplayed it, and Jerry Jones strikes me as a guy that, like, if he felt the need to, you know, that they were going to pursue Taylor or do something, he would have hinted at it. It just it, Jerry Jones seems like that type of guy. It's interesting to me, Andy, in a way, the only teams we've really seen with legit interest, and it, maybe it is just – the Dolphins from a public standpoint, but like no NFC teams. And isn't the NFC, I mean, don't it's, you look it's at wide that open, think it's wide, that's open. wide open? I mean, yeah. unless you view Philly on this pedestal compared to everything else. On, on the Taylor front, again, the Colts made nine roster moves yesterday. Andy, I, no surprises for me among the nine. None of those guys were on my 53-man roster. I would say the most notable name, certainly the most notable NFL resume was they um, released Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. And I guess before we get into Kenyon Drake, I, I get this question a lot this time of year, so I just want to go over it for everybody. You're going to see two words used in the next 36 hours for guys that are cut. waived and released. Waved means you've played less than four years in the NFL, and you're subject to the waiver wire. So when Tuesday at 4 o'clock rolls around, Everybody goes on the waiver wire that's played less than four years. Those guys that have been cut, and that's when you put in the waiver claim. So that's where the Colts sit, number four, after their four-win season last year and they can make waiver claims for, again, mostly young players. That's where they've got the Jack Doyle, the Pierre Desir, the Kenny Moores of the world. Kenyon Drake, he falls into the category of he was released yesterday because he's played in the league for more than four years. At that point, the NFL says you've earned the right to be a free agent, so you can then pick where you're going, whereas waiver claim for a 24-hour period, you initially are subjected to those waivers. You can't be a free agent until you pass through those waivers. So I just wanted to make sure um, that's that's usually a popular question I get here uh, whenever these roster cuts roll around. So Kenyon Drake is cut, Andy. Now if you look at the running back room for the Colts, we're back to where we were week one of camp. Right. Know, Kenyon Drake was the only real notable move they made and he wasn't going to make the team. Throughout yeah. training camp. Right. So now we're back to this. Zach Moss's broken arm, where he's at for week one, that's a question. And then two, and I don't think you and I have talked about this. It's a question I want to throw to Bob Kravitz when he joins us at 830. Should the Colts be pursuing Kareem Hunt? I know there's a yeah, lot of layers I, to that one. There's a lot of la- Jake and I talked about it because, you know, he came in for a visit. The Colts reportedly yeah. made an offer to him, and Andy, there are, he went to the Saints too. Is that where he visited? And Was I want it to New say Orleans the Vikings? Yeah, may, may were, have been. Were another team that he reportedly visited. So we haven't seen any movement yet. But we are again back to the late July, early August of you look at a depth chart, and it's Deion Jackson who's a little banged up. It's Jake Funk who's a little banged up. You've got Evan Hall, the fifth round pick out of Northwestern, who to me is probably more of a pass catcher. Um, that's kind of a specialty, if you will, as a running back. Again, we'll see about Zach Moss, where he's at from that broken arm. That's a question for Shane Sykin here this week. But if Taylor is either going to be traded or is going to miss time due to this ankle, which, I mean, hell, he's missed... Jonathan Taylor's missed, like, 40 straight Colts practices if you go back to last season and you throw three games on top of it. So, again, that's a question that you have. So, where are you at? And I, I know it's a little bit of a... Kind of of spur-of-the-moment thing, but with Kenyon Drake being cut, there's real no veteran healthy name in that room – would or should Kareem Hunt be somebody they pursue?
0: I feel like Kareem Hunt was, was 2020 was the last year where he was productive, right? Like Kareem Hunt, remember, he, he goes from Kansas City to Cleveland and he was like the fantasy football handcuff for everybody. <laughs> he had to have Kareem Hunt. Uh, you he know. would come in on the goal line yeah. and take all of well, Nick
1: Chubb's touchdowns yeah, and, away. He,
0: and he and well, he was getting receptions too. He would get you know, 30, 40 receptions, so there would be some value there. I mean, heck, in 2020, man, he had 11 touchdowns which is a pretty good number for a guy who was easily the second running back there. I 2020 is a long time I, ago it, when you're talking about a running back. Listen, I, I to, to me... Kareem Hunt is at this point in his career, he's more of a name. Is he not? Uh, he's more of a name that you remember because he has been productive, right? Right. I mean, he's I also mean, been in trouble, uh, but he's been productive as well. I don't know. I think a couple years ago, Kareem Hunt would have turned me on a lot more than we sit here today.
1: I mean, when he led the I league in know. rushing, I, Rosie Bowen was three years away from being even a in
0: thought. 2017. In the Bowen family. Like, I, I just... What was I doing in 2017? Oh, gosh. I'm I'm trying to think where It feels I even so. Lived it feels so long ago. It really yeah, does. Yeah, it was 2017. A Square
1: resident in 2017. Yeah, I, I am. Um, I I've kind of made my stance on on Cream Hunt. I guess we can cross that bridge if we need to again. Um, I am not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it off the field, and I'm not a fan of it on the field. Um, but I do think Andy, the relevance of veteran running back move that is still there. I mean, the Colts clearly thought it was needed in late July, early August right. with the move for Kenyon Drake. Do they still feel that way in late August? Well, it, I think especially that is if you move Taylor. Right, that is yeah. something to certainly keep an eye on here over the next couple of days. Uh, among those nine cuts yesterday, I would say the other name of note would be more from a local angle. And Andy, we have this trend here in Indianapolis where... I think the Colts tied an NFL record at one point. I think two years ago is when the streak broke. It was like a 21 or 22-year run where an undrafted free agent made the Colts week one roster. Um, It was certainly a long, long list of, I would say, even notable names. I mean, you've had a Gary Brackett turn into a great player. Jeff Saturday is an undrafted guy. Um, Jack Doyle was an undrafted name. Not all of them being necessarily undrafted by the Colts right away, but... They've had a pretty strong pedigree of that. Um, back during the draft, the Colts signed Emil Echior Jr., who played at Alabama, started at Alabama for three years, went to Cathedral High School here on the east side of Indianapolis, and by all accounts, it was like a medical thing. That that, that really forced him to drop as much as he did. I mean, a three-year starter at Alabama to go undrafted doesn't happen every day. Uh, and he played right guard, which... You could make the argument that's the biggest question for the Colts um, entering this season. So, um, Eckior Jr. does not make the team. He gets cut very early on. And when I look at this roster, again, 107.5 The Fan is where my latest 53-man roster look is. I don't see an undrafted free agent making this team. Um, I didn't necessarily think anyone outside of Eckior potentially jumped off the page back in the spring And as you watch training camp unfold, he was a little banged up. They seem to be rotating in a whole lot of other guys at that right guard spot. He got a couple of looks, but not many. Um, So, again, I don't think an undrafted guy is going to make this team. So I know when people saw the list of the nine players cut yesterday, that was probably the other name that I got asked about of, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about him. Uh, So I would say no undrafted free agent. We did get official word, by the way, on Saturday. Broken ankle for Danny Pinter. His 2023 season, which is a contract year for him, is over. Andy, as I start to look at this list, six, seven, eight, nine. If I'm making an offensive line depth sheet right now for the sixth, seventh, and eighth, and ninth guys, the sixth guy is a fourth round rookie. The seventh and eighth guys have never played a snap <laughs> in the NFL. And the ninth guy is named Arlington Hambright, and he has not played a snap in the NFL since 2020.
0: It's a great name. It's a He's a dignitary. That's what sounds it sounds like. And it sounds like
1: British royalty to me.
0: He sounds like someone who goes to Virginia. That's a UVA joke. I don't know. He just sounds like someone who goes to UVA. Seems like he owns like the biggest suite <laughs> at Manchester United. <laughs> That's exactly right. You guys aren't soccer guys, are you? You guys watch that at all? <laughs> Before football shows up, you watch it at eight o'clock in the morning. I do not. I gotta <laughs> cut my
1: losses somewhere. I don't think Matty Bowen would appreciate my, me hopping on an EPL. You know, my thing. brothers are
0: super into it. I'm. I watch it, but not not to that degree. By I the way, do,
1: I, I do get in a little bit to the international scene. Like I, I think it's fascinating that the U.S. men's team is so bad compared to. Obviously other countries. Well, you
0: know, KB, if I, we put I, 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 our I, I, if we put our best yeah. athletes, LeBron if, and goal. if, if, if Od- Flory Od- got yeah. striker. If Odell Beckham was playing, by the way, I'm looking at Mark right now. Every time I want to rule on the show if we can do it. Anytime Jack Doyle is referenced. Can I get the Andrew Luck Jack Doyle? <laughs> like it, it, that was like a great just, find by just, Mark on that just one. Just at any point if Jack Doyle is uttered especially by KB, I think you've uttered him 3 times have in 6 shows well, that we've a done. High school classmate. A, a, a <laughs> terrific human. Don't say Jack Doyle 3 times in a mirror, otherwise it's like a bloody mary situation.
1: That was great. Did you bloody have that mary. mark when you found that or did you I mean, just I just I literally just, just googled Andrew Luck Jack Doyle, and that clip popped up instantly. So, absolutely. I'm always looking for Jack Doyle. No, no I know. Mean, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's the best. You know?
0: Ah, the good old days. Uh, but Everything hey, was so simple back
1: then. Hey, man, O line depth. Uh, you know, tomorrow at 4 o'clock when those waiver claims start to be processed, and Wednesdays when we kind of officially get word. Uh, I mean, six, seven, eight, nine. And again, this is where I scratch my head, Andy, because I've had issues in the past with wide receiver. Like, I don't think Chris Bowen has invested enough in trying to support quarterbacks. But again, that is not a belief of his. A belief of his is offensive line. Is the offensive line. So right. that's why I am so just like, what? When six, seven, eight, nine right now. Now, I know Danny Pinter just got hurt, and obviously you were going to factor him into one of those spots. But when you even get into that part of it, because I did this exercise a few years ago when San Francisco and Kansas City made the Super Bowl. The Colts had really poor offensive line play that year. I I should say they had poor depth. They had to rely on it and didn't work out. That year, San Francisco and Kansas City, in making the Super Bowl, they needed their backup offensive linemen, I think it was to start like 18 and 20 games, respectively. So, just normal offensive line wear and tear, injuries, attrition, whatever you want to call it, you got to rely on that group to start more than a full season. So, in some way, shape, or form, six, seven, eight, nine on your list,
0: they're going to combine for about twenty starts. It sounds like what it, and this is it, here's what I think you're doing, and I think you're right. Tell me if I'm wrong. We're talking about Mo Alley-Cox, and I know you asked about that over the weekend. And we're talking about Jonathan Taylor, and we're talking about Anthony Richardson. And we're doing all this talking about everything else. But how much of it matters if the offensive line isn't good enough? And I feel like you're giving a reality check, KB, to those people that, hey, we can talk about Taylor. We can talk about anyone else, any other unit on this team. But the conversation around the offensive line needs to be a, It needs to be much higher on the list when we analyze how many games this team is going to win.
1: Well, I think you can make a strong argument, Andy, that the offensive line started the domino of all disastrous dominoes last year. Like they were the root of it. Yeah. If they play better, does the statuette quarterback look a tad more competent? And you can make the argument Matt Ryan's arm was shot, so maybe not. Um, but your run game, of course, struggled last season. Taylor's injury played into some of that as well. So I think that's where, anytime you got a rookie quarterback, and we've got scar tissue in this market with Luck, um, you know how does that play into some things on the Josh Jacobs front? That franchise tag, what the Raiders did with that—they took it from it was 10 million-ish, just a little over 10 million, and bumped it up to I think nearly 12 million with incentives. Again, Jonathan Taylor is due four point, I think it's four point two or four point three million this season. He's not on the franchise tag like Saquon Barkley, like Josh Jacobs. Can the Colts see what the Raiders did with Jacobs and do the same thing?
0: Well, here's the thing. They're not gonna get the chance because uh what? He was gonna make 10-1 just like Saquon Barkley, and so they've swinged the deal. But they were going to be under the tag. They were gonna make more. They were gonna. They're gonna make more money now. Uh, Will Barkley and Jacobs, right? I mean, they're gonna make more money now than they would have just simply played on the tag this year. And so you make them happy. I, I think for me, isn't this what we've talked about, KB? Can, and I've and I've been doing this since last Monday. Can you sweeten the deal, right? For right. for Jonathan Taylor, yeah,
1: JMV says, can you massage yeah. the situation? Which you know.
0: But what does that number look like? If you go from four yeah, if you go from 4 to 7, these teams at least had a baseline that you're going to be paid over 10 million dollars. That's not I mean, No can, matter what. Yeah, yeah, no no matter what. Mm-hmm. Even if you're on the tag and you come in and you're not happy, but you're playing on the tag and we know we know how that is uh with these running backs. So like to me, to me the Giants and, and the Raiders Made their, you know, running back, one of their better players for both teams, they made them just feel better about this situation without having to give up too much and money tied to incentives, which is, of course, good sure, for, which sure. is good. You know, if Barkley goes out and has 1,200 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns and catches 45 balls, I'm going to be happy, right? And I think there's and, a playoff element yeah, and go ahead, to throw, the incentives. Throw, with yeah, throw him another mill, throw him another two mil, something like that. The can the, like, like to me, Ballard, you said is speaking with, Wednesday. That's the question. If Jonathan Taylor is on this roster and he's on the 53 and there's a lot of water to go under the bridge here, KB. But if you're telling me if Chris Ballard is answering questions on Wednesday, excuse me, on Jonathan Taylor to to me, that is like besides, besides, <laughs> besides his, his health, which they're not going to give you much information there. It's What what can we do here? And that's been something I've been yelling about since last Monday. What can you? And Taylor may say, I don't even want that. Yeah. Right?
1: That that element, I think we probably need to bring up more. And unfortunately, it's an unknown because we've yet to hear from Taylor since June. But would that be enough? You know, would just a bump in pay for 2023 be enough, or is Taylor's hard line in the sand, which again, he doesn't have a ton of leverage here, is the hard line in the sand saying, no, 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 I need multiple, but he multiple would be, years. He would
0: be the only one with the hard line in the sand. Jacobs gave in. Saquon Barkley gave in even quicker than Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs went all the way to went all the way to yesterday before Jacobs putting and, his name in.
1: Jacobs and Barkley gave in, but $10 million, $11, $12 million is... Pretty nice money to give yeah. in on. And you they know, got more Jacob, money. Er, yeah. Taylor, again, we're talking here in NFL terms because to any of us, we'd happily do this. But $4 million is different than, obviously, 10 or 11 Th- Those guys were first-round picks, too. That We should mention that. Taylor, not a first-round pick. So Taylor has not made right. the amount of money no, you're right. that those guys have. I-, I will say this on Taylor, too, in terms of sweetening the pot, if you will. Jonathan Taylor right now. The Colts just had one of the worst offensive seasons this franchise has had in eons. If you look at it in the last few years of the NFL, it's one of the worst offenses league-wide in the last few years. Jonathan Taylor is the fifth highest paid player in this offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we debate who the best player is in this offense, it's Jonathan Taylor, what, 80% of the vote? And maybe Quentin Nelson gets a little bit of it? Like I, I, yeah, maybe, maybe it's higher than that. I think it's 90. So yeah. let's just say for you argument's sake, he is... Easily first, maybe second. Now, all of a sudden, if you look at how much you're paying him, that's where his frustration is. He's saying to the Colts, I'm the fifth highest paid player on this offense. That doesn't add up. So that's where I think sweetening the deal, would it help? It would certainly help a little. But again,
0: is that enough to satisfy Taylor? Or do you need the multiple years on that end?